defunding the Kinsey Institute and superfunding the perma wars at home and abroad. That's the homosexual incel way and more and more the American way. But we prefer to roll the bonobo way and that's where we're rolling on the love train, FDR, with me, your love doctor, and my prince, my captain, my husband, Max. How are you, darling? Welcome aboard. Well, thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, but did you hear that they're defunding the Kinsey Institute of Sexology and Sexuality and Relationships and Love? The Nazis are here. They're marching through town. Ooh, certainly in Indiana. Yeah, and they're taking over school boards. That's their big thing now. Yes. Taking over school boards. And school boards. So and that you can't read certain books. City councils and right. state councils. And this was the Indiana State Legislature, which defunded the Kinsey Institute, which has been in Indiana for years Decades. And years. I think the 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, of course, defunded pretty much solely by GQP Republicans. I don't think any Democrats voted for it, but a few Republicans voted with the Democrats not to defund the Kinsey Institute. Now, that doesn't mean that the Kinsey Institute is going out of business because they actually get most of their funding elsewhere, but it's just an administrative headache and an insult, a denigration of the study of sexuality which is what it was meant to be. It is really going to have very little effect on the Kinsey Institute, but it's going to have a lot of effect on smaller sex education institutes and operations and individuals, sex educators. This is what's happening, brothers and sisters. It's like a book burning in a way. It's not like it really gets rid of that book. It just creates an image, a meaning, a feeling that is very contagious. And it just seems to be accompanied by these dudes in khaki pants with upside down flags and reclaim America with white stocking masks, marching, marching. They call themselves the Patriot Front. Have you seen these guys? I haven't seen them, but I'm a patriot, so I don't know how they could be the patriots. Well, they stole that word just like they stole the word freedom from us. Patriots are ones that defend the Constitution. Yeah, well, they only like the Second Amendment. That's it. Right, exactly. All the other ones, uh, all your other amendments that give you certain freedoms, hey, fuck that, fuck you, man. (laughs) They're just another right-wing group, but... They're particularly into this cosplaying look that reminds me of Clockwork Orange droogs and Nazi youth and, of course, homosexual incels. I mean, I don't see that they're armed, they're marching, but they seem like the kind of guys that would be armed somewhere at their parties, I guess, and maybe they're 
the ones that have these patios filled with firearms. But they certainly also give the impression of being incels. Kind of scary, but also they look like big sissies walking around in their khaki pants and white masks, afraid to show their face, even though they're so anti-mask. They're called Nazis. They've been around for a long, long time. And uh, Mr. Trump is one of them. He leads the whole gang. And it's about taking away your rights. Yes. Your reproductive rights, your reading rights, your voice rights, <laughs> uh, your lots of rights, right? Yes, and it's terrible. Hybrid Bonobo, hey there, David. He says, I hope to study at the Kinsey Institute. Well, listen, David, Hybrid Bonobo, we like your Bonobo side. You can still study at the Kinsey Institute. They didn't burn down the Kinsey Institute yet they just are not going to provide state funding which they provide of all these other departments at the university and they're all interrelated so it's very hard to extricate the state funding that is provided but in any case they just wanted to make a very sex negative Statement. Statement, correct. Which they did, and we think they look like fools. But some people, impressionable young people perhaps, are dissuaded from studying sexology, from getting into sex education as a field, such as our friend Hybrid Bonobo, who called us last week. Speaking of which, we do want to talk to you. We don't just want to talk ourselves, even though we do love the sound of our own voice. You can put yourself into the caller area, and we might just invite you to call. And that doesn't mean anything special about you, although I'm sure you're very special. And that is what you should talk about when you get into the caller area, is how special you are. Or something you have to say, or ask I am a sexologist myself, and a sex therapist, and Max is a prince, (laughs) (laughs) and we both conduct this train. And then here's Unseen Abe, but we're all unseen on the love train. Can I see the uh, t- uh, the chat room? I fucked up. Oh, there's Pam. Hi, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's beautiful. We have a big surprise tonight if you put yourself in the calling area. Oh, that's right. We're yeah. going to give you a prize. It's actually quite nice. It's quite nice. It's a fake trainman's train person's pocket watch. And it comes from Dr. Block's pleasure shop. That's correct. You can because find it in there. Because it's a pleasure to wear and to show your love of trains. It's actually not in there yet, but oh. we, we, we put it up a link so that you, you can look at it. Look at it, and if you like it and you call us, then you get one of those. Right now, we're giving it away for free. Right. If you call. It's quite nice. It's very Especially nice. if you like those chain watches. Yeah, yeah. That actually, you, you can wear, wear it around, like around a, your neck. Like a wrapper. Very bohemian. Yeah. Yeah. Like a rapper or like, a bohemian. Yeah, they, that's why they... Or I, a bohemian I, rapper. I wear it to the market just to show off. I wear it to the bohemian grove just uh, to see what time it is. I just wear it to the discount market. Ah. All right. So Hybrid Bonobo is calling in. 
Hello. Greetings. How goes your bonobo way today? I mean, I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm glad to, you know, be talking to you uh, again, both of you. Um, Thank you. I, uh, yes, uh, I was... Uh, it's funny because... Um, I I I I knew I've known about you for a while, and uh, like I said, I said before, but I didn't know you had this. And the way I found out about this was interesting because I was actually trying to um, uh, find a therapist. Oh, <laughs> oh there we too. go. Yes, yes. Well, you get um, some free therapy uh, on the show. It's actually not therapy, but we can talk about anything you want. But it, obviously, it's public and it's a show, so it's not real therapy, which is absolutely private and confidential. And whatever problem you have, a bunch of other people have. Well, that's true. Yeah. Just talking about whatever it is, is educational for everybody else that's listening. It mm-hmm. might even be therapeutic. Yeah. But what's on your mind? Yeah, go ahead. Hybrid bonobo, David. Oh, uh, so... Um yeah, um, when it's the, the topic, because it's, it, it's, it's a, I don't mind talking about it. I just wanted to say I don't mind speaking about it. However, uh, it, it, it is a, it may be, I don't know, maybe for your viewers or, you know, they might be able to handle uh, what uh, my experience is. In, in They'll that. handle it. Because I was, I was a, I was it's, it's I was a child at the time. Oh, go um, ahead. Uh-huh. And uh, well, I was a child, and the person I had sexual experience was was an adult. Oh, well, that happens. We certainly do not recommend it, and we are very much against it. But it does happen, and it's never the child's fault. Yeah. So it happened to you as a child. Yeah, and people, and so I mean, it. it I don't talk about it like like it 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 it's it people you know the law legally i'm, I'm a victim and by many social stances I, I you know i'm a victim i never saw it that way <laughs> so it was a big thing for me for a long time i didn't i just kind of you know like i realized that like um like this was not okay by social standards mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, I, right. I knew it. um and so i was yeah it was like a <sighs> Was I this just, an aggressive no, this, uh, molester, or was this a kind of a child lover? Uh, child. Did he hurt you? Did he? Did he hurt you? Did he force you? Did he? Did he physically harm you in any, in any way? Yeah. So the person was a woman. Okay. Um. I. I initially, you know, they say, you know, like, I, I was the one that I, I wanted it. <laughs> okay. Um. I was. Yeah. Still, uh, the adult is in charge because they're an adult. So maybe you made some moves, but you're still the child. I'm not calling you a victim, but I'm just saying it's the adult's responsibility to set boundaries and not to say that you can't experience this in some sort of positive way, which it sounds like you might have. Nevertheless, it's the adult's responsibility to set the boundaries and to stop stuff from getting out of hand that's right and like i understand like like i just want to say like i totally understand like like the way the social standards that we have of you know in the united states and places that are very similar to this you know this this is very uh, we don't have like a 
communal like if we don't take care of each other this is a very exploitative exploitative uh uh culture we live in totally yes mm-hmm. in every way and so i understand why i did not understand for the longest time why certain things were forbidden uh-huh. um i was like i just i just knew that they were and so it, for me i was like am i a bad person like whatever you know like uh-huh. do I, I think it's fine and and then i realized like you know like years later like oh that's why you know i i, I came across like you know these i learned about like other cultures like the like tahiti and other indigenous mm-hmm. cultures and like obviously the bonobos and i was like oh wait like wait so this <laughs> is so i'm not crazy this is a thing and yeah and so but yeah i didn't i don't talk about it much because of like the stigma <laughs> sure and so yeah like serious like deadly and so but like i do definitely understand like hey there's reasons that we for like forbid this in a society and like okay and it's a good reason there's good reasons and so but like it and so now i'm like yeah i just want to talk about that kind of stuff to you and because i know you're a sexologist and yeah. you know that yeah so yes it happens and so a lot of people need to talk about it in therapy whether they had a good experience or a bad experience or a mix of good and bad which most of life is a mix of good and bad and uh, childhood is a time that all kinds of things can happen and here in America and a lot of the world America founded by Puritans but also just a push lately to make childhood this kind of separate experience from the rest of life kind of a disney experience it's a walt disney experience yes, i yes. say i always say that walt disney in- invented childhood because yeah. before walt disney there was no childhood you yeah. worked you you did all of those things and you ran into sexuality also because if you just go back a couple of generations we were all sleeping in the same bed Right, which is what hybrid bonobo was alluding yeah. to. For better and for worse, we have a very, very different kind of society than we did as hunter-gatherers, and then we did when we were even farther back, common ancestor to the bonobos. Yeah, and, and, and there is another kind of child molestation which we don't often talk about, and that's the indoctrination of children from the moment they pop out of the vagina. Mm. And they get taught about violence and Jesus and nailing people to crosses and and the fear of God. I was a kid going around, oh my God, if I cross the street and I have a mortal sin on my soul. And then sometimes the preachers and priests of that anti-sex doctrine are are the the very ones that molest children and give them a really terrible trauma with that mixed message. The same thing happened to me as I was a kid. Montclair, New Jersey, back in the 50s. I went to writing school, and the colonel who ran the writing school molested me. Now, the problem is I didn't know I was molested because they were all very nice. I would go to his house, and he would rub my legs and do all those things so I could ride better on the horse. Little did I know. And then many years later, as I got older, uh, this whole child molestation thing came up and I went, oh my God, I was molested. I didn't yep. know, I didn't know yeah. that. 
Yeah, uh, I've I've heard that story. Uh, yeah, I could have talked to a few people about the same thing. It's like they don't know, you know, and it's like it, I don't know. It's really weird, but uh, like um, I see people in the comments they're asking questions. Yes, so, uh, Catherine asks, "Was this a teacher?" Ah, uh, no, this was someone who lived in the neighborhood. I lived in an apartment complex, uh. and uh, this like she was like a like a like friends with my like my parents. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you know, that's very was, common, you know, by the way. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was like, I had to be like nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like eight or nine, just like, and, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I was the one like, you know, ooh, you know, and she realized, and she, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> was it ongoing or was it just once? It 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 happened yeah. like of like like once. Twice, like once or <laughs> it twice, happened too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it was, I think you know, it was risky stuff. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I was like, you know, yeah, I was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was scared. Because, sure. Um, I wouldn't. I was. I wasn't scared of. What oh, I was. I was scared of being caught by my parents. <laughs> sure. Because right. I knew like you're not even not allowed. Like I knew the idea. Like you're not allowed to see anybody naked. Like you, you're not. You don't show. You're not. People are not to see you naked. Or you're not allowed to see them naked. So yeah. I wanted to see her naked. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah um i want to see her naked and yeah. most little kids do most little kids do and it really is the adult's responsibility to set those boundaries keep those boundaries set but do it in a way that doesn't shame or or harm the child by right. going oh this is the sex isn't right yeah it's yeah. true it's good idea if uh, you're an adult and you're confronted by this just to calm the kid down, but not make him feel ashamed of his desires because they are very normal. And kids develop at different ages. And certainly with the hormones in our food, it seems as though kids are developing biologically sooner. And I know that's a politically incorrect thing to say, except it seems to be happening. And what we need to do is set those boundaries And I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm certainly not religious, but in our society, it's a big no-no. And so, not only is the act whatever it is in some traumatizing way, but it's the feelings afterwards and the wondering and the fear Uh, and all of those things that happen. So this is why adults have to be extra careful. It's almost like a contagious disease going on in our society. And I say that because there's a lot of child imagery that is very stimulating that's out there. And it's mostly put out by the right wing. They have all these beauty pageants for kids. They have all this celebration of child beauty. And it's very disconcerting for people. Or you can go to the Sistine uh, Chapel. And at the same time, (laughs) I think they're putting together some sort of a law in Florida where child molesters are executed. Yeah, yep. So, do you know what that means, of course, okay, because I've been in this uh, business a long, long time, and I've heard about uh, this child molestation stuff for many, many years, and good guys and bad guys, but think about this, 
many, many years ago, child, violent child molesters were treated. They were treated. Nowadays, they're put away for life. So now we have over a million children missing. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want the victim to be alive. Because otherwise you're going to lose, you're not going to be president of the bank anymore. And now they'll execute you yeah. in Florida. And so. maybe in Florida yeah. they're going to so, execute you. And they you. do execute you a lot in prison anyway. Because anyway, right. there's such a stigma. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be a stigma, but it's a stigma on the right and the left. A it's huge a, it's, stigma. It's a red herring. In the meantime, we're bombing kids. We're frying them with bombs. We're, we're killing them. We're, we're doing all kinds of awful 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 things to children and forcing unwanted children to be born right forced breeding of children but no taking care of the children once God they forbid. are born. Oh. right so it's a very problematic society we're in with regards to this and by the way just to connect this to one of our subjects tonight the kinsey institute being defunded it was spurred by a young lady who represents a very Christian patriot front of the GQP in Indiana. And she got up there and she said that somehow Kinsey had abused children. And that is kind of a fake trope that's going around out there. Here's what happened, as far as I know. And of course, I don't know everything. I know it seems like I know everything. Sometimes I think I do. But I know that I actually don't. So there could be news that comes out that contradicts what I know. But what I know is that Kinsey interviewed people about their sexuality and inevitably about their childhood. And when he would do this, they would talk about experiences such as David Hybrid Bonobo is talking about and Max is talking about. And so this stuff came up a lot and he did have this attitude in his interviews that was, I will not judge you. I will not be moralistic about what you're doing. And that was what was unusual in those days, in the 40s and the 50s, because people might talk about sex, but usually from a negative point of view, and usually to just say you're gonna burn in hell for it. But he was a scientist, and he studied insects, and he applied a lot of the rules of science at that time, of course they've changed since then, but he applied the rules of scientific study to studying people and their sexuality. It was a very, very popular book. The Kinsey Report. The sexuality of the male and then the sexuality of the female, which was much more controversial. People were pretty bemused to hear about the sexuality of the male, but they were outraged to hear about the sexuality of the female. So he lost a lot of funding. And so, yes, the funding has gone up and down. And I, being a sex educator myself, 
am on the side of funding for sex education, although I don't get any, we don't no get matter any. what. I don't no get any of that. I am only funded by my clients who pay for sex therapy. But Kinsey, he was very interested in uncovering truths about sexuality, and he was one of the stimuli for the sexual revolution. Uh, yeah, and, and just, just to clarify things, the, uh, the, the child molesters are not all in, in Washington, D.C., by the way. Uh, most of the child molesters are in Oregon, Tennessee, Kentucky, <laughs> in the southern states. Did you know that? Oregon is not a southern state. Well, can I finish what I was saying? Sure. Like the Kinsey Institute, you cannot order a baby pizza from, in New York, from Washington, D.C. Hey. I think Chico's trying to order a pizza. <laughs> that's the dog, that's the studio dog, Chico. Okay, that's all I have to say. There are no pizza. So Stormy Rain says, I hate kid pageants. My mom made me do them. I hated it. Now, I'm not going to accuse your mom of child abuse, well, but I yeah. think that's a little abusive when you make kids get into these beauty pageants or make them do sports they don't want to do. Or make them become actors or make them... Do be whatever you think they should do in your image. After all, David, hello, are you there? Yes, yes, I am. I'm just listening and enjoying. I just want to say, this is a show... I do feel that in this day and age especially, but maybe in any day and age, you need to go through some sort of private therapy when you've had this experience. It benefits you. And that's not what this is. And this is just a, discussion. a chat, a discussion. Chat. And it does give you a chance to air your opinions. We share some of our stories and opinions but it's not serious therapy that would really explore what happened with you and your feelings about it and it's important I think to explore that mainly because there aren't very many places that you can do that in fact I keep checking around to see if we're being taken off the air here on call in any minute and we're not advocating if you're a bot and you don't understand this or if you're artificial ignorance you probably don't understand this so we're not advocating any of this we're just looking at it and talking about it because it happens all over the world and in America we have high levels high levels of paranoia when it comes to sex okay yes and, and, I, and this is a story i often tell and it blew my mind as an american i moved to a little village san felice Ciccio, in italy and my my kid runs up and goes daddy daddy there's a child molester in town and i'm i'm very american what, what happened did he touch you did he oh no 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 he's in the tourist bureau and they told me he likes children to stay away. Well, they should tell the tourists that. <laughs> Another little thing that I learned in, in this little village, which I was unaware of as an American, we had this one guy, I forget his name, Giuseppe or Franco, and every day he would come out in front of his door and masturbate. Okay? And people would walk by, and they'd laugh and say, Franco, put that thing away. Uh -huh. it, it, nobody called the police or, you know, went and shot him or, 
or beat the shit out of them. Well, that is one difference, though. Yeah. In our society, people are very isolated. It's not a village. It's right. not an understanding of how to control people. Right. And everybody knew Franco, and right. Franco never hurt anybody. And there's a lot of strangers in our strange right. land right now. Yeah. And people are paranoid. But people are also justifiably afraid yes. because they don't know who's around the corner. Is it going to be the Patriot Front? Is it going to be Franco? Who's it going to be? We don't know. So it is a different world we live in than the village. If those of us who live in villages are lucky and it's more bonobo in these villages, I think. Unless you're living in one of those mafia villages. The village was very nice also because, you know, Amazon and Fresh Foods, you could call down to the market and say, Giovanni, could you bring me up some apples and, and cucumbers and blah, 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 blah. Well, keep your dick in your pants, <laughs> Keep your you? dick but, right. And they would deliver. Anyway, back to David. You have a question for us that we can answer that isn't too open-ended like the kind that you're in therapy for. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, definitely the therapy. Uh, the only reason I, I didn't, you know, go through with it at that time was uh, any recommended because, yeah, they, basically I'm very poor, <laughs> and so it's very so I couldn't afford it. Um, but, this is why so, uh, we need yeah. to be subsidized. We therapists is very important to people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to sh- like you know share like how I even came about to um, to this to find out about this uh, this show right here. You can talk, and uh, that's how I you know came about. It's just very interesting. So I didn't connect those dots. So you had this experience when you were a kid, and it was when you were a kid that you found us. No, 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 oh. no, no. I'm talking about like like me uh, wanting to you know talk to a therapist about my you know because I didn't talk. I just, oh. I just kept it, you know, to myself for so long. Yeah. You and, didn't tell your parents? You know, it's, it's, I didn't tell us. Like, I was, like, Terrifying. I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got I got the message, hey, this is bad. So, yeah, you know, yeah right. sure. And so my, my experience with was, so, was good. And yeah. so I can't talk to anybody about this. I say, hey, I liked it. Yeah. Um, mm. They're going to be like, oh, well, it was bad. And I'm like, you know, well. so I can't, I can't talk to anybody about it, you know? No, you, if you talk to anybody about it, it has to be bad. Well, because it's not acceptable in the society. It's a red herring in a way, because in one way or another, we've all been molested. But you have to live with it. If they didn't hurt you, if it gave you pleasure, uh, be at peace with it. Uh, you know, I I had my first experiences at 16 with hookers. Because I was a, an actor, I went from city Max to city. Max has a lot to say about this yeah, subject. I, I, I live. We could the, talk about this subject for a whole series. I was just excited at sixteen to be taught by an older woman how to have sex and how to deal with women, and it's very common in Europe. Older women teach younger men. I don't think they do it as much anymore, because now they get arrested for that. You see, when you were young, that wasn't necessarily the case. Because it wasn't a crime. Even when David was young. But now, now women are arrested yes. right and left in Europe, in the United States, everywhere. And so don't do it, brothers and sisters, adults. Don't do it. It is a different world than the world Max grew up in. And I'm not even saying it was a good idea then. It wasn't. 
but it was easier. Now it's very, very forbidden, and you can talk about it on this show, actually, well, as we are. It made me a very nice man. Well, I think a lot of things made you a nice man. I wouldn't well, say that in was particular what that. My, I grew up with uh, all women, and they said you'd be a nice boy. You know, and I went out with these girls, the women from from dance uh, things, from theater, and they taught me to be a nice man. Okay, but we don't recommend no, this. No, no, I'm not saying we recommend it. So even if Max thinks that these older women taught him to be nice... Let's not get paranoid about it, though. I think I'm trying to find a balance between being paranoid and executing people for this, which is what they want to do in DeSantis country, and between saying it's beneficial. I certainly don't think it's beneficial nowadays. And back in the old days, a lot of things were done that aren't done nowadays. I recommend all kinds of sexual exploration right. among adults only. That's right. So now adults teach children how to shoot guns and kill people. Well, that's worse. How nice is that? That's terrible. Hello, no, America. That's true. That's the so, American way. That's the way of the gun. That it's just so terrible to let a child find your dildo collection. But sure, he can find the guns laying all over the place. And some of them are loaded. David, it sounds like you should talk about it, but you just did. And how do you feel? Did you ever talk about this before in front of a bunch of people? No. Um, like, I've talked about something, you know, things are similar to it. Well, never, never, no, I've never talked about my experience because, like, um, I've alluded to it. I never, but I never actually, like, confessed because, like, yeah. and talked about it, you know, confessed, and, uh, like, I'm, I confess, like, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Just don't be ashamed. Don't let them shame you. Well, I don't think people want to shame David. After all, he was a kid. Yeah, but they turn him into victims. They do. We're and some people victim. think that he's a victim. We That's are true. not all victims. And some people are victims. And some, some are, yes. Some of them are. Some and are. in this case, the way he's described it in the limited time, he doesn't sound particularly victimized. Nevertheless, he was a child. The woman should have put up the boundaries, should have taken charge of things but she didn't and so it's certainly not his fault and he benefited in a way he got a certain secret vision of things that is forbidden and that forbidden vision is a beauty and a burden in your case you saw the beauty but you always have to bear that burden although with a little therapy i think it'll be easier and hey even though this isn't therapy this is a show. Still, hybrid bonobo David, I do believe it is therapeutic for you to talk about it and to do so honestly in a room full of people that you can't see who are basically supportive of you. Maybe they have different opinions about what happened to you, but it's almost like a little group therapy here where you're getting some support for just living your life. Thank yes, thank you. And I thank you because, like, it feels like really good. <laughs> good. I, 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 yeah, it really does. Thank you. Um, because I was like, am I bad? <laughs> and, no. and like, 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 because I don't, because I see, because uh, I actually do have a question. Yeah. And I would ask it, but it, but this, it kind of relates to what I'm saying, what my experience was. It's like, it really, 
changed my like my I see how different I see the world from like main, the mainstream. I'm like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I get it. You know, this society. You know, we we live in a very explosive society. We're not in a community. We're strangers, isolated from each other. So yeah, we, we you know. I get it. Um, but there are isolated instances, even within our society, that are not, you know, like I said, I wasn't like a, I don't, I don't feel like a victim. I don't consider myself a victim. Even the law does. Um, so I, uh, I was like, oh, when I found out about like, you know, I really started to learn about like sex and different cultures and how they approach it, and especially the bonobos and our, and our, you know, a shared common ancestor. I started to think, and this is when I asked her, like, like, are we the ones that are perverted? Like. Like I think we're the ones that are perverted. Like they say, oh, <clears throat> like these, oh, these people, they are so, you know, they they walk around naked around each other and they engage in these sexual, you know, pre- you know, different, you know, relationships that we don't engage in, you know, homosexuality, so on and so forth. Like more bonobo-like, you know, these other right. other cultures, and it's like, but I think we're the ones. This culture, we we, I think, you know, this is this is the perverted. This is the perversion because they're living. These other cultures, they're living like like free like and like you know <laughs> happy and here we are we we you know we're, we're we're like forced to abstain and this is i think it's perverse i think it's yeah. really i think it's like gross or something like i don't know what do you think well i agree just like our mutual friend dr christopher ryan who i just corresponded with he gave me a boost for my piece on amosexual incels uh, a primer that is out now on drsusanblock.com and Counterpunch. And in any case, yeah, it's an amosexual incel world that we're looking at. Not totally, and we have a chance, but America was founded by Puritans, and America sucked up that culture, the culture of anti-sex and pro-gun, kill the natives and control the sexuality and control it mainly through religion, but also there's a certain level of controlling that the rich do. They want the poor, the lower classes, the working classes to channel their sexual energy into working, into working for them, not working for themselves, not having sex, but focusing that sex just on procreating so there's more little workers for the future and consumers consume consume work 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 sex itself the pleasure of sex the recreational pleasure the pleasure that isn't procreational is denigrated every which way and that's been the case Uh, i can't even say it started with america it certainly started with organized religion, you could say. And again, I don't mean to implicate Abraham, my wonderful unseen engineer. Yes, your Latin lover. But the Latin lovers and the Jewish daveners and the Catholic priests all come down from Father Abraham. And the Abrahamic religions are all about paranoia and controlling sexuality into procreation, peru uruvu. And the Catholics took it even farther. You're not supposed to have any sex if you're a priest, if you're really good. And if you must 
lust after someone, well, then you have to just channel it into making a family. And work, work, work. The Calvinists came along to say, that's what you got to do with your sexuality. And the Puritans took it even farther. And at the same time as they're saying, this kind of sex-hating God is also encouraging it's his followers, and he is a he, to kill people, to kill all the Philistines and the Native Americans and make slaves of people. The slaves are in the Bible, and this is what we call civilization. And this is why our mutual friend, Christopher Ryan, wrote two books, Sex at Dawn. He's probably written others, but his most famous ones are about what sex might have been like back in the day before civilization and how bonobo it probably was. And then Civilized to Death is kind of the companion book that's about what have we done? How have we just taken something that's so beautiful, this natural jungle of sexuality and turned it into a garden that isn't even a garden anymore, but just an area with concrete. I, I agree uh, this, about these these religion and how they want to control people with sexuality and uh, it's just I don't know I think there's like two sides of a coin I think you know it's there's a there's a people often talk about like oh you know the secret you know perversion cults you know like you know like and how they want to like you know uh, you know train people to be gay and you know, do some do, you know touch your kids and do all this other stuff and like you know have sex with animals and all this other stuff. And like you know, they want to make they kind of want to coerce people into doing this stuff and controlling them, you know, and to make. I, I think I think maybe the, I think you know actually I do think it exists because Jeffrey Epstein, right, um, and you know the elites, right, that so exists. We know that we <laughs> have people, you know, historically. It exists, but yes, the real perversion is coming from the Puritans. The real perversion is part of civilization, is controlling people's sexuality. And you could say, well, there's benefits to that. You get certain great aspects of civilization, hospitals and banks and things. You can be a, a good person without God. Well, you can. Of course you can. And you can even be a good person, may I say, around Mother's Day, while you're child-free. I think of myself as a okay person, and I am proudly child-free. I'm not saying anything against the mamas and the papas. There's rumors about lots and lots of people. You know why? Because people love to fantasize about this stuff. Because repression breeds this insatiable curiosity about what your neighbor is doing. The Puritans were the most perverse. You should read their court documents where they talk about all these acts of witchcraft, which sound really like a handbook on how to masturbate and how to have orgies. They really get into all the detail. Yes. Mm. Wow. Mm. I, and that's one of my I, th I think that's my, my, my point I, I think you, you agree with me it basically it's like these people who are so about control it's like privately I think they they, they want people they want to force people to engage you know, con, you, know con, you know coerce them to engage in things sexually that they don't want to but publicly they want to force and coerce people into abstain from things 
Mostly it's abstaining. Mostly yeah, abstaining. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of the cult thing going on. There's a little bit of the Jeffrey Epstein. There's a little bit of the Balenciaga. There's a little bit of all the different things. But there's a lot of religion saying abstain, abstain. Abstain, abstain. And you have to breed also. Oh, and you have to breed. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. The breeding thing is virgin, out of control. A, a, virgin, a virgin birth. We agree. We hope we've had a good session with you. It was almost like a therapy session, huh, David? Yeah. At least you got to really release and tell your story, some of it, not all of it, of course. And so come back. Call the office. Yes. Give, give You're going to get the watch. give them the number. Okay, 626-461-5950. You can call that number to get your watch. And right. do not pretend to be David. We all know your voice, David. So just say you're David Hybrid Bonobo, yeah, and, and you'll you get need, your you, train watch. You'll get your train watch, and you'll be on the love train. Right. With us. You already are, but you'll have evidence. What I say, like FDR, pocket watch in every pocket. And we know FDR stands for, for fuck, fuck the rich. rich. With love. Three dirty words. But also... Yeah, yeah, with love, with love. Don't, don't fuck them without... Lo- Without lubrication, because mm-hmm. that could hurt. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. So, so you mentioned Trump, but then you went on and on. Oh. And one thing we should celebrate yes. is Trump losing in civil court to E. Jean Carroll. Yeah. Yes, he is a sexual abuser and a liar. And a predator. And a predator. predator. I mean, there's a predator right there, (laughs) brothers and sisters, okay? We're not for sexual predation at all. He was a predator. And what he described on the bus to the guy from Access Hollywood was what he did, apparently, with E. Jean Carroll. And, of course, it is alleged, and yet she has a witness that heard her talk about this. She described it in detail. And then he said, well, she's not my type. Then they confront him with a picture of her. And he says, oh, yeah, that's my ex-wife, Marla Maples. Well, no, that was E. Jean Carroll. So in other words, she was your type. He was caught in a lie. I mean, it's not the biggest case in the world, and the guy certainly deserves to get arrested for much worse. And he wasn't arrested. He just lost a civil case, and he owes her $5 million. Now, let me just say this. We have a very good friend who's in prison for doing the same thing the president is doing. So I'm going to light a joint because it was... okay. It was well, dropped okay. off. Uh, yeah, who dropped that joint uh, off? I believe a friend from Persia. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I can't smoke. Do you know smoke? Right. I, I smoke. Okay. You don't worry. You go ahead. But I am celebrating mid-masturbation month with a shout-out to Janelle Monet's Lipstick Lover, which is very sexy. And it's actually from an album that's going to come out called Age of Pleasure or The Age of Pleasure. And let's just say it's a better use of the term pleasure than that awful movie we saw by that name. So I'm kind of excited to see the videos from the whole album. But this particular one, Lipstick Lover, is just in time for Masturbation Month, actually. And it's got lots of sex, yeah, literally. Sex. Have you seen it? No, 
the, no, this video. No, it's got no. bare butts, bare boobs, with only a hint of cover, and lots of lips, real and plastic, and wet t-shirts that show right through to the nipples, nipples? big hats. Yes, you see everything. Full-on masturbation. Oh. Not a wide-open beaver, it's true. They're masturbating on top of the panties, but oh, okay. still. That's good. Dildos, very Dildos. sexy dancing. Panties on the face, pancakes, high heel licking for the shoe fetishist. There's all ages, well, all over 18, but there's an older woman that joins the sex party at the end. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. Props, lots of nudity. Here's the thing. I feel it is hypocritical that this is okay for YouTube, but we get censored and terminated for a lot less than this. So, YouTube, you are hypocritical. And I'm sure it's because Janelle Monet, who I give props to, she calls herself pansexual. Hey, bonobos, actually she should support the bonobos. She certainly has enough money, I'm sure, to pay for YouTube lawyers to iron all this out before she posts anything. And that's what lots of money can buy these days. It can buy you freedom of speech. You get to say what you want because you have lawyers that will get right in there with the YouTube lawyers and figure out exactly how much areola you can show. Yeah, so this Jonet, yeah, Janelle, what's her name? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Yeah. Have you seen this video? No, I haven't seen her, but I know she has a like a mohawk type of hairstyle. She's very attractive. I guess I could put the YouTube link right into so the it's chat. It's exciting to see people in that industry breaking the mold and standing up for the ability to show whatever you want to show oh yeah and let other people decide whether they want to see it or not <laughs> okay i'm trying to write it into the chat lipstick lover i'm not going to try to spell janelle monet because she has those two little dots over her a uh -oh. and it's just too frustrating to try so to do that oh there's a link right there yeah i just put it in very french on my other me yeah. i have other. double me how many others do you have how many others well i have two others and i always keep them covered on youtube and anytime i've let a nipple show they flag me for it by the way the other night i had fun because you were sleeping. Yes. And I was feeling around like a little boy. Yes. <laughs> See if I could find some resties. And you have such nice, big, soft hands. Big, soft hands. They're so nice. And you did. You found some breasties. Oh. And... Put me right to sleep. I let you feel them. You felt both of them oh. over and over. And like these circles, and the Google circle. Me, yeah, the Google right. circle. Right. Infinity of titties, so nice. Coming up for Bonoboville and the world. Ah, yes. Deep Throat is coming to LA. Actually, they're going to do a West Coast tour all up and down the West Coast, but. Is it coming tonight? I am coming tonight. That's for sure. And you might get deep throat if you play your cards right. Oh, I love, I love you, I love you, Doctor Susie. 
I love you, Dr. Susan. I love you too, Captain Max. You're such a yum-yum. So, Deep Throat, the movie, is coming to a few different theaters that we're involved with, and I'm going to be moderating a discussion after the movie because it is a very controversial movie. It is also a very historic movie. Correct. It is also one of the biggest grossing movies, movies. and I don't mean that it's gross. I mean that it made a lot of money of all time. Actually, I'm going to read you what Gerard says about this tour. So, one of the most controversial, profitable, and iconic films ever made returns with a 4K restoration presented by the director's son and daughter. The screening will be followed by a talkback moderated by Dr. Susan Block. I got in there. Gerard Jr. and Christar Damiano will be joined by special guests to discuss the history, cultural impact, and controversy surrounding the film and sharing their stories of being on location in Miami during the filming of Deep Throat and growing up with the king of porn. Oh yeah. Weren't you the king of porn? I was a media terrorist. You were the prince of porn. I was the prince of porn. All right. But this was the king, Gerard Damiano, and he made some more sophisticated movies, including porn movies like The Devil and Miss Jones. But this Deep Throat movie is the most iconic. It's the most recognizable. It got itself into politics. It was the name of the informant a guy named Felt, actually, who spilled the beans on the Watergate scandal that eventually made Tricky Dick Nixon resign. That's right, he said, I want to take down Deep Throat. But Deep Throat took down the man from Whittier. That's right. And that man from Whittier was... uh, Pretty puritanical in a way. Although, hey, it just so happens that during Nixon's reign, Roe v. Wade was passed and women got abortion rights. Also, as we said on Earth Day, the Environmental Protection Agency was signed into being. So, you never know. In any case, right now, we are going through a very neo-puritanical time, as we have been discussing. In fact, it's beyond that. It's amosexual, because back in Puritan times, they just had these muskets that didn't kill too many people at once. They burned witches, though, and hung them quite a bit. And it was usually for sexual crimes. And now, of course, we have these amosexuals who have major automatic weapons. It's a big problem. It kills a lot of people at the same time. And then we have this incel movement that is kind of joining with the amosexual tendencies of our society. And so we're kind of against all that. We're for the bonobo way. We've just been talking with David Hybrid Bonobo about his kind of unusual childhood, though not that unusual, more just controversial childhood. And I would say that uh, out of every hundred uh, 
selection, uh, somebody has gone through that. Yeah. And it's important to be able to talk about it. Yes. And people have different opinions, but just like we talk about the war, we also talk about sex. That's why we call our show sometimes the speakeasy because we speak yeah. about subjects that are not yeah, easy, easy to, to speak, speak about. about. David had never spoken about this before, let alone on a show. Well, but I thought that was very brave and, and very... Very brave. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, helpful to people that have yeah. had similar experiences and also helpful to people that haven't had those experiences but that need to understand life outside their little pew at the church. Now, speaking of pews, I've seen this terrible meme on my Twitter all the time. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it says, pew, pew, madafakas, spelling it M-A-D-A-F-A-K-A-S. Pew, pew, madafakas. And it's got a picture of a cartoon cat holding two guns, one in each hand, with big bug eyes, and it's really disturbing. I just want to go on record for saying that it's not something I would put out there. And it's a promoted tweet. They don't want to promote sex education, but they will promote amosexuality. Pew, pew, motherfuckers. It's terrible. You guys haven't seen it. It was, it was uh, Motherfucker's Day the other day. Or Mother's Day. Today. Oh. Or the other day. I'm sorry, I'm confused. Yeah. No, no, this is M-A-D-A-F-A-K-A-S. And what is what is his deal? What oh, is, is it he? like one of these right here? Yeah, pew pew motherfuckers, you got it. And what is that? It's a what, meme. What? Go to in close on, on one of the ones. I seen the one with the cat. I see now it has a, a little chick also. And pew, they got guns. Yes, they pews. got guns, and they're presented for kids. Yeah, yeah. These are little cartoons. And that's totally okay. This is fine. Yeah. But. We were terminated on YouTube because of sex, because of leftist politics, because of peace, because this is what YouTube promotes. This is what Twitter promotes. This is everywhere. YouTube promotes harassment, bullying. Oh, yeah. Defamation of people's characters and their lives. And it allows you to show very sexual things as long as you're very wealthy and you have a good lawyer that can work it out. This is the world we live in, brothers and sisters. You know, I'm a big proponent of fantasy. Fantasy makes up two-thirds of our lives, our past and our future. Thoughts of the past and memories like David was sharing with us, his memories, but they also probably lead into fantasies. We didn't get into that, but I'm sure that his experience, all of our youthful experiences with sex lead to fantasies about whatever we like, often lead to fetishes, 
So better to find a good way to do that than to do it with shame. And then you get into fetishes for pew pew motherfucker. That is not a good fetish to have. You know, I'm all for your fetishes, brothers and sisters. And I will say this. I do have a few amosexual clients. And they're in therapy for this. And they do keep their amosexuality under control. And one of the ways they do that is they don't own guns for various reasons. But they love guns. They fetishize them. They think they're gorgeous, sexy, uh, everything beautiful. And they love to see the object of their affections with a gun. It's very popular. And certainly our dog, Chico, is also very aggressive tonight. But at least he doesn't have a gun. No, dogs don't know how to do that. But soon we'll have mechanical dogs that do know how to do that. I talk a lot about the dangers of the amosexual, and I'm sure that most of you think of the crazy dude with a gun killing a bunch of people. But there are so many other examples of amosexuality, including in our police forces, our cop cities. There's this love, this lust for equipment and power and a paranoia that goes along with having a trigger finger. And the smell of that gunpowder. I guess it's, it's a turn like, on if you're amosexual. Well, and then of course our perma wars. We have amosexuals in the White House, in Congress. They are all voting up, 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 no down for more and more money for the Pentagon, for the amosexual, military, industrial, congressional complex. And they vote down, down, down for sex education. They're starting to want to criminalize yeah. drag shows. Right. The criminals want to do that because these are, these are patriot criminals who are well, trying to take away our right. rights. Yeah. Okay. These are dangerous, 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 dangerous people and they live next door to you. And we have to be vigilant, brothers and sisters. We can't just think of Trump as a comedian. I mean, I can't believe CNN had him on the day he got a guilty verdict in the E. Jean Carroll case. Here's a sexual abuser, proven liar, and you have him on in a town meeting full of his maggots cheering him on. And this is CNN. I know you like CNN. I'm sorry. I but, do? Well, I don't know. You, oh, you, you watch it. I, <laughs> I didn't you know. have to watch it. It's everywhere. I knew that I liked Pam, but I didn't know that I liked CNN. Well, Catherine is writing to us. I oh, like Catherine. Catherine. I, I like Pam, too. Don't get me wrong, Pam. I like you, too. I love Pam. But Catherine is writing quite a bit Catherine, tonight. what's going on? They vote down sex ed, no matter the fact sex ed reduces unwanted pregnancies and the amount of abortions. Let me tell you something, Catherine. You're right. Absolutely correct. And you know why. It's because they want unwanted pregnancies. They don't want abortions. That's why they're trying to make them illegal everywhere. And by the way, props to the governor of North Carolina that stopped some crazy anti-abortion oh, law. Yeah. 
So good going, guy. It's a tough place to stop it, but it can be stopped even in the so-called red states. And they don't want sex education. They appear to want, brothers and sisters, a land like the land of Gilead in a handmaid's tale with women just procreating and only having sex for that purpose and guys basically roaming around with a lot of guns and that's the world they're trying to create that they are creating that we see we see these guys marching and walking with guns I, I, I my family saw that they marched in Rome they marched all over Italy, the brown shirts with billy clubs, who went and beat their neighbors because they didn't agree. Right. So these are the times we live in. So back to Deep Throat. <laughs> because no matter what time you live in, you have a throat. Well, maybe some of you don't if you have, have, like, throat cancer. But most of us have throats. Sometimes they have sore throats, but most of the time... Yeah, there was actually a movie made called Sore Throat that (laughs) I saw uh, the making of at John Clark's house, Lynn Redgrave's house. Anyway, back to Deep Throat, the original. See, Deep Throat is so iconic, there are all these parodies made from it. And, yes... It is coming. That's not an orgasm. Although you might have one from watching it. Although you're going to be watching it in a big theater with other people. Just like we watched it when it came out. And you know what, Susie? I have two tickets to give away for the WeHo show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you want to come to the WeHo show and the after party, I have two VIP tickets. And all you have to do is let us know at the front office that you'd like to go. And then I am the sole judge of picking who goes. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I was wondering how this contest was going to go down. It's so totally corrupt. The rules are Max will give a free ticket to Pam. <laughs> anyway, I want to explain where this is. Friday night, June 2nd. It is opening in L.A. at the Lemley Theater in Westwood. Westwood. That is the Lemley Royal. So that's probably going to be the biggest. And Saturday night, June 3rd, it is going to be at 910 WeHo in West Hollywood, which is going to be a lot of fun because it is kind of a very sex-positive center. In the midst of all this neo-Puritan, gun-loving madness, we have a center of sex positivity and sex education. 910 WeHo. And on Monday, June 5th, it's going to be at the Frida in Santa Ana. And I'm excited about the Frida because it's named after Frida Frida. Kahlo, the artist Mm -hmm. who was also very sex positive and also very leftist, very communist. And so it's an exciting theater in Santa Ana on Monday, June 5th, the Frida. So... Should be awesome, classic, historic porn film that was an important part of the sexual revolution and forcing Tricky Dick Nixon to resign, but also very controversial. 
there are controversies from feminists and especially sex negative feminists. There's accusations of abuse, not so much about the making of the film, but the, the star of the film, Linda Lovelace, although she never said she was abused at the film. Again, it's one of these very controversial situations. It's not black and white, it's complicated, and we are supporting it because of its iconic status. And because you knew Damiano. I knew Damiano, I knew Annie Sprinkle, who was uh, his lover. Uh, she was the popcorn yeah. girl right. for Deep Throat right. in, I think, Arizona. Yeah, the theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's part of my history also. I, I was publishing during that period of time. Right, definitely. And uh, <clears throat> I was a big fan of that. I was a super big fan also of The Green Door with uh, oh, yes. with The Ivory Girl. Yeah, we demonstrated, by the way, in, in front of that because the Mitchell brothers got arrested and uh, our whole staff and we got everybody, we had it on our pages, come demonstrate against this kind of censorship. And uh, on opening night, we were there supporting The Green Door. And we were at the courthouse supporting the Green Door. And we were there supporting thoughts that are in our head that have to come out through our mouth. And it's called speech. So we're going to be doing these shows, these three of them. There could be protesters there. Yes, yes, People that are against it. But there's also going to be a lot of supporters. So it'll be very heartwarming to see. Right. Nina Hartley might be there, not guaranteed. Yeah, right. I saw it, not when it first came out, but I realized I must have seen it in like 78 or 9 and it was a date movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a movie that this guy I was going out with, he says, let's go see it. And I knew the name. It was a big challenge too. It was like, I'm open. I didn't think I about that. it. Yeah, I guess I thought, hey, I've had sex and I like movies, so why wouldn't I like a sex movie? I'd never seen any sex movie at all. And I think Deep Throat was a movie that a lot of people who had never seen any sex movie saw, like Warren Beatty saw it and Jack Nicholson. Now, maybe they had seen sex movies, but they did go and they did support it when it had problems with the law. And I just remember seeing it and being in shock because I'd never seen my own pussy. That's right. So I didn't know what one looked like. I'd seen some dicks in the shadows, but this was in bright light. Yeah, I see one every day, every morning. (laughs) But this was really out there. So having only seen Dixon Shadows and never seen a wide open beaver before, it was an eye-opening experience. It was not bad. It was great. I just was what is there, I mean, what shocked. Be, what could be bad? It was shock and awe in a good way. In a good way. And, and shock and awe should continue. None of this, watch out, now don't read this, you could get offended. And maybe that's one of the reasons that I am a sex educator, a sexologist, is because most of my personal experiences with sex from birth to now 
have been positive. Oh, mine too. And let me just say that I've had some negative experiences with my body, with it, people. I've had violence in my life. I've had disease, but never any of it had to do with sex. For me, sex was pretty much always a positive. Now, I understand that that is not true of a lot of people, maybe most people, I, I, I'm not sure. We should be doing more Kinsey-style research on this, how many people have bad experiences these days with sex. I haven't had very many, a few, but not really serious. And I could describe them. I have, I guess, a few of my bad experiences on this show. But my main point is they've mostly been good, which is why I am sex positive, perhaps, other than I think it's important for the people that have bad experiences to be able to talk about this and work through it. And therapy is important for them. And sex education is important for them. But for me, excuse me, I don't mean to offend anybody who's had bad experiences, but Sex is mostly a celebration. So, that's what you're going to hear on this show, whether you like it or not. Nah. <laughs> uh, and we have boundaries. Don't get me wrong. We got boundaries to our celebration. And we have eight minutes also. That's another boundary <laughs> that's we have. That's another boundary. Is we sort of don't want to talk too long. We could talk forever, you guys. Yeah. But we're going to wind it up pretty much. I got much. two free tickets next week. If you call, I have another watch. You can call the front office at 626-461-5950. And we don't have any bots answering phones. We don't have any uh, artificial ignorance answering the phone. We do some have some human errors. Quite a few. <laughs> but probably not as many errors as artificial ignorance has. Right. Because these AI bots, they do things like terminate my YouTube channel, like kill the wrong people when they're trying to drone a terrorist and they <laughs> kill a family of nine celebrating a wedding. Oh yeah. And then they kill the funeral of the family of nine, all the people coming to commemorate. These AI monsters are wreaking havoc with our lives and I'm sure they're doing some good too I know Abby Martin's brother Robbie Martin he is making some very interesting funny AI films which y'all should check out oh yeah yeah okay. some of it's kind of cool AI films I don't know if it's worth all the drone killings and me getting terminated on YouTube but yeah there's good that can be done with almost anything even nuclear power, although we shouldn't use it for good or evil, because when you use it for good, nuclear power, there is always the possibility something evil will happen by accident, such as we're all afraid of happening right now in Ukraine. Watch our vintage sex calls shows. We just posted reverse cowgirl positioning, yeah. which is very good for your sexual olympics very athletic yeah, depending like, on how old you are <laughs> <laughs> young people like this for you young people you old people that want to do reverse cowgirl you better see it because you got to do it right or it's going to hurt both of you yes and we also have a more everyday sex calls video how to orgasm with your husband 
and they're really perfect for masturbation month because this is a woman who orgasms through masturbation but can't do it through intercourse with her husband any way you can orgasm in life and explode like a flower is good it's good absolutely however there's always things to learn and i teach her how to make it happen with the hubby because you can and there's lots of things that she hasn't done that she learns to do in order to have a nice orgasm with your lover because it is a beautiful thing to be able to share that but having them alone is also good especially in these times of hyper isolation and We've got a whole bunch of other old shows that we're bringing out of Cobwebs. And, and they're mostly free. If you don't have any money, honey, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. you can get in free. If you want to support some of the work that we do, and we do a lot of shit, uh, then you can donate. But uh, certainly, if you don't have any money, uh, God bless you. Uh, and as they say in Italian, porca miseria. But... Uh, you can still see the videos, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta go. So make kink not war. Free Assange, by the way. We kind of celebrated or honored this journalist Freedom Day a few days ago. And I couldn't believe that the United States did not mention the most important journalist who is in prison, and that is Julian Assange. Of course, I do believe it because... He's in prison because we're keeping him there. Tortured. So let's not keep him there. Tortured. Let's free Julian Assange. And let's make kink, not war. Julian Assange was a great example of a peacemaker who's put in prison for his peacemaking. And so make like bonobos not baboons make love not war make love to someone you love tonight even if that someone is you merry masturbation month i love you goodbye birth story person there dre pam wally jason Bonoboville, David. Bye-bye. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience, or a combination. My world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.